Hello? 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 Yes, this is MCO. Hello? This is MCO. Hello? Hello? This is another MCO and transmission. This is the Vimalakirti Nirdesha Sutra, the advice of the layman Vimalakirti. Chapter 11 Practices of the Bodhisattva. At that time, the Buddha was in the Amrapali garden, explaining the Dharma, when the ground suddenly became broad and beautifully adorned, and everyone in the assembly all became the color of gold. Ananda asked the Buddha, saying, World honored one, what are the causes and conditions of these auspicious signs? The ground suddenly becoming broad and beautifully adorned, and everyone in the assembly all becoming the color of gold. The Buddha told Ananda, Vimalakirti, Manjushri, along with a great assembly that surrounds and honors them, are generating thoughts wishing to come here, and so there first appears these auspicious signs. At this, Vimalakirti said to Manjushri, We should go together to see the Buddha, and along with all the bodhisattvas to worship and make offerings. Manjushri replied, Excellent! Let's go! Now is the time! Vimalakirti then used his spiritual powers to hold the entire great congregation along with their lion throne seats in his right hand and proceeded to where the Buddha was. Upon arriving, he placed them all on the ground, bowed his head to the Buddha's feet, circumambulated him seven times to the right, and, holding his palms together single-mindedly, stood to one side. The bodhisattvas all got up from their lion-throne seats and bowed their heads to the Buddha's feet, circumambulated him seven times, and stood to one side. The great disciples, chakras, brahmas, four heavenly kings, and so on, also all got up from their seats, bowed their heads to the Buddha's feet, and stood to one side. Then the world-honored one, according to dharmic custom, requested that the bodhisattvas all sit once again, and they all followed these instructions. When the congregation was seated, they entered samadhi, and the Buddha said to Shariputra, Have you seen what this bodhisattva, this great being, can do with his sovereign spiritual power? Shariputra replied, Yes, I have seen. What did you think of it? World honored one, I see what has been done as inconceivable, not something the mind can chart beyond estimation. At that time, Ananda addressed the Buddha, saying, World honored one, this fragrance I now smell. I've never experienced it before. What fragrance is this? The Buddha told Ananda, It is the fragrance of these bodhisattvas' hair pores. At this, Shariputra said to Ananda, Our hair pores also emit this fragrance. Ananda said, Where does it come from? Shariputra replied, This elder Vimalakirti brought the leftover meal from the Buddha of the land gathered fragrances to his house to eat, and so all of our hair pores are fragrant like this. 
Ananda inquired of Vimalakirti, saying, How long will this fragrance last? Vimalakirti replied, Until the food is digested. Ananda replied, How long does this food take to digest? Vimalakirti replied, The vitality of this food remains for seven days, after which it is digested. Furthermore, Ananda, if Shravakas who have not yet entered correct establishment eat this food, it will only be digested after they have entered correct establishment. If they have already entered correct establishment and they eat this food, it will only be digested after the mind is liberated. If those who have not generated the thought of the great vehicle eat this food, it will only be digested after they have arrived at generating this thought. If they have already generated the thought and they eat this food, it will only be digested after they have attained the patient tolerance of the birthlessness of all dharmas. If they have already attained the patient tolerance of the birthlessness of all dharmas and they eat this food, it will only be digested after they have arrived at the station of those who have only one more rebirth. It is just like the medicine called superior flavor. It is with the one who eats it as the body eliminates all poisons, after which it is digested. This food is like this, eliminating all the poisonous afflictions, after which it is digested. Ananda addressed the Buddha, saying, Unprecedented world-honored one! Scented food, like this, capable of performing the work of the Buddha? The Buddha replied, So it is, so it is, Ananda. There are Buddha lands where the light of the Buddha performs the work of the Buddha, or where bodhisattvas perform the work of the Buddha, or where transformational people created by the Buddha perform the work of the Buddha, or where the Bodhi tree performs the work of the Buddha, or where the Buddha's clothing and bedding perform the work of the Buddha, or where food performs the work of the Buddha, or where groves and pavilions perform the work of the Buddha, or where the 32 characteristics and 80 subsidiary signs perform the work of the Buddha, or where the Buddha's body performs the work of the Buddha, or where space performs the work of the Buddha. Wherever it is, sentient beings respond to these conditions and attain entry into the practice of the discipline. There are those where dreams, illusions, shadows, echoes, images in a mirror, the moon appearing in surfaces of water, mirages in the heat, and other such analogies as these perform the work of the Buddha. There are those sounds, speech, and writing that perform the work of the Buddha, or there are those pure Buddha lands, tranquil and without words, without speech, without demonstration, without consciousness, without doing, without effort, yet performing the work of the Buddha. Thus, Ananda, all Buddhas, in their respect-inspiring deportment, drive and their composure with everything they give, there is nothing that is not the work of the Buddha. Ananda, there are these four maras and eighty-four thousand gateways to all the afflictions, 
that cause all sentient beings to be wearied and troubled. All Buddhas use these things to perform the work of a Buddha. This is called entering the gateway of everything being Buddha Dharma. Bodhisattvas who enter this gateway, if they see all the pure, wondrous Buddha lands, they do not feel joy or want or elation. If they see all the impure Buddha lands, they do not feel grief or obstruction or depression. They just give rise to a pure mind toward all Buddhas, joyfully reverent like never before. This is the equanimity of the merit of all Buddhas, thus come ones. In order to transform sentient beings, they manifest different Buddha lands. Ananda, look at the lands of all the Buddha countries. The ground has differences, but space is without any difference. Like this, see all the bodies of form of the Buddhas as having their differences, while their unobstructed wisdom is without any difference. Ananda, all the Buddha's bodies of form, their glorious characteristics, various natures, discipline, concentrations, wisdom, liberations, liberated knowledge and vision, powers, fearlessness, unique qualities, great kindness, great compassion, practices of proper deportment, and their lifespans, the Dharma they explain to teach and transform maturing sentient beings, their purification of Buddha lands, and completion of all Buddha Dharma, are all completely, totally equal. Therefore they are known as Samyaksambuddha, known as Tathagata, known as Buddha, Ananda. If I fully explain the meaning of these three words, Samyaksambuddha, Tathagata, and Buddha, even if you lived as long as a kalpa, I would still be unable to exhaustively tell you. Even if all the sentient beings in a three thousand great thousand world system were all just like Ananda, foremost in remembering, having attained retentive mindfulness, and these people all had lifespans also a kalpa long, I would still be unable to tell them. Thus, Ananda, the Anuttara Samyak Sambuddhi of all Buddhas, is without limit or measure. Their wisdom and eloquence cannot be conceived. Ananda addressed the Buddha, saying, From now on, I will not regard myself as someone who has learned much. The Buddha told Ananda, Do not be discouraged. And why? I have said that you are the highest, most learned among shravakas, not among bodhisattvas. But stop, Ananda. One who has wisdom should not evaluate the bodhisattvas, for the depths of an ocean may be measured, but the bodhisattvas' dhyana, pranya, dharanis, eloquence, and all their virtues cannot be measured. Ananda, you shravakas have forsaken the practices of bodhisattvas. The manifestation of mystical powers by Vimalakirti just this one time, all the shravakas and pratekyabhutas would be unable to do in hundreds of thousands of kalpas with all of their powers of extinguishment and transformation. 
At that time, the bodhisattvas from that world system gathered fragrances, joined their palms, and addressed the Buddha, saying, World honored one, when we first saw this land, we perceived it as being inferior. Now we feel ashamed of ourselves, and we let go of this way of thinking. How so? The upaya of all Buddhas is inconceivable. In order to liberate sentient beings, in accordance with their inclinations, are manifest many different Buddha lands. And so, world-honored one, bestow upon us a little dharma, as we return to that other world gathered fragrances that we will remember the thus come one by. The Buddha told all the bodhisattvas, There is the exhaustible and inexhaustible liberation dharma door, which you should study. What is the exhaustible? Conditioned dharma. What is the inexhaustible? Unconditioned dharma. To be like a bodhisattva is to not exhaust the conditioned and to not abide in the unconditioned. What is not exhausting the conditioned? It is not abandoning great kindness and not relinquishing great compassion. It is profoundly generating the aspiration for all knowledge and never forgetting it. It is teaching and transforming sentient beings, never growing weary of it. It is, in regard to the four means of unification, always being mindful and in accord with them. It is protecting the correct dharma, not fearing for necessities. It is cultivating all good roots without becoming fatigued. It is the resolve to peacefully abide, upayakly transforming. It is seeking all dharmas without laziness and explaining the dharma without pedantry and it is praising all Buddhas. Due to entering samsara, birth and death, it is being fearless. It is a mind without grief or joy, about honor or disgrace. It is not belittling the unlearned and to revere the learned as Buddhas. It is causing those who have fallen into the afflictions to generate correct mindfulness abandon and transcend pleasures, and not consider things rare. It is being in dhyana with the perception that it is a hell realm. It is being in samsara with the perception that it is a garden for observing. It is seeing someone who comes seeking with the perception that it is an excellent teacher. It is relinquishing all that exists with the perception that one is replete with all knowledge. It is seeing those who transgress the rules with the perception of wanting to protect them. It is perceiving the paramitas as father and mother. It is perceiving the dharmas of the elements of the path as one's retinue. It is generating the practice of good roots without limitations. It is having already achieved a Buddha land by adorning and decorating pure lands. It is practicing limitless giving becoming replete with the auspicious characteristics. It is being rid of all evil, pure in body, speech, and mind. Throughout immeasurable kalpas of birth and death, it is the mind with courage. It is being resolved upon hearing of the immeasurable virtues of the Buddha and never growing weary of it. It is defeating the bandits of the afflictions with the sword of wisdom. 
It is departing from the aggregates, sense realms, and sense entrances, and shouldering the burden of sentient beings, ever bringing them to liberation. It is defeating the armies of Mara with great virya, and constantly seeking the prajna wisdom practice of the true characteristic without mindfulness. It is having little desire for worldly things and tirelessly seeking transcendent things, yet without rejecting worldly things and not destroying the dignified deportment of the Dharma, therefore being in accord with it. It is bringing about super-knowledge to guide sentient beings, attaining retentive Dharani memory power and not forgetting anything heard. It is well discerning people's faculties and cutting off their doubts. It is proclaiming the Dharma widely without obstruction by joyful eloquence. It is receiving the fortune of gods and humans from the pure way of the Ten Excellences. It is opening the way to Brahma's heaven by cultivating the four immeasurable states of mind. It is to request explanations of the Dharma and rejoice in hearing the voice of the Buddha. It is being excellent in body, speech, and mind and attaining the dignified deportment of a Buddha. It is the turning to victory from the practice of the profound cultivation of the good Dharma. It is creating a Bodhisattva Sangha from the teachings of the great vehicle. It is a mind without distraction, never missing an opportunity to gather goodness. Dharma practice like this is called the Bodhisattva, not exhausting the conditioned. What is the Bodhisattva not abiding in the unconditioned? It is studying emptiness, but not taking emptiness to be realization. It is studying characteristiclessness and desirelessness, but not taking characteristiclessness and desirelessness to be realization. It is studying the unarisen, but not taking the unarisen to be realization. It is being observant of impermanence, yet not turned off by good roots. It is being observant of the suffering of the world, yet not considering birth and death to be evil. It is to be observant that there is no self, yet guiding others tirelessly. It is to be observant of quiescent cessation, yet not being forever ceased. It is to be observant of transcendence, yet the body and mind cultivate goodness. It is to be observant that there is no returning, yet returning to the good dharma. It is to be observant of non-origination, yet bearing the burden of everything by giving rise to the dharma. It is to be observant without any practice, yet transforming sentient beings by practicing the dharma. It is to be observant of emptiness and non-existence, yet not relinquish great compassion. It is to be observant of the correctly established dharma, yet not going along with the lesser vehicle. It is to be observant that all dharmas are empty and false, without firmness and without personhood, without a chief and without characteristics, the original vow not yet fulfilled, yet merit Meditation and wisdom are not in vain. Cultivating dharma like this is called the bodhisattva, not abiding in the unconditioned. Also, for being complete in merit, 
it is not abiding in the unconditioned. For being complete in wisdom, it is not extinguishing the conditioned. For great kindness and compassion, it is not abiding in the unconditioned. For the fulfillment of the original vow, it is not extinguishing the conditioned. For the accumulation of Dharma medicine, it is not abiding in the unconditioned. For administering the appropriate medicine, it is not extinguishing the conditioned. For knowing the illnesses of all sentient beings, it is not abiding in the unconditioned. For extinguishing the illnesses of all sentient beings, it is not extinguishing the conditioned. Proper bodhisattvas cultivating this dharma, not extinguishing the conditioned and not abiding in the unconditioned. This is called the exhaustible and inexhaustible liberation dharma door. You should study it. At that time, those bodhisattvas, having heard the explanation of this dharma, were filled with great delight and gathered many wonderful flowers from those of various colors and various fragrances, scattering them throughout the three thousand great thousand world system, offering them to the Buddha and to this sutra dharma, as well as to all those bodhisattvas, bowing their heads to the Buddha's feet and sighing and having heard what they had never heard before. They exclaimed, Shakyamuni Buddha is able to skillfully employ Upaya. Having said this, they suddenly disappeared, returning to their country, gathered fragrances. <laughs>